and welcome to the EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina Casey and I'm your host. Thank you for joining me today, last week, the week before that, and all the future weeks coming up. I'm so happy to see my listenership growing. That means that I am making an impact and what I and doing for my purpose, which is spreading the awareness and the need for emotional intelligence out to the world is actually doing its job. But don't forget, if you really are listening to this podcast and you see the value, please share. Please share with friends. Please share with family on your social media. I really need to pump these numbers up so I can get some sponsorship and really make an impact because we need it. And this last week's happenings really, really show we need to improve. I spoke about Rittenhouse in the last episode and the injustice around his verdict. And quite frankly, it just keeps happening. Except this week is different. This week we had yet another school shooting, mass shooting. But there's so much to pick apart on this. And I am actually grateful for the opportunity to really dissect this problem because I believe it's the problem with many of the mass shootings of these young, very traumatized and hurt children who may or may have not been bullied. That is still a question. There's still a sense of accountability. But let's talk about the parents. The parents are being held accountable now. And I can't applaud it more. I am sorry. Your children are your mirrors, baby. The mirrors of your good, the mirrors of your bad, the mirrors of your your love and affection. They're also the mirrors of your neglect and irresponsibility to educate them on how to be decent human beings. And this is what we saw. Our ideologies are making such a negative impact on our children, especially when they're rooted in white supremacy, they're rooted in hate, misogyny, and it's no surprise to me, no surprise whatsoever that these parents were Trump supporters. It's no surprise to me that these parents had several guns. There's no surprise to me that these parents were negligent to the mental health, well-being of their child and even made a mockery and a joke from it. Shouldn't have got caught is what the mom said. Come on. It is time to take accountability. This trauma that our children are experiencing is our fault. It's our fault fault. I'm sorry. We have for years tried to blame it on chemical imbalances. That may or may not be there. I'm not discounting that that's the case, but it's more than just a chemical imbalance that makes you go into a school and try to murder your classmates for any reason at all at all. And when it got to a point 
that the administration went to these parents, which honestly is rare. It is rare that school administrations are in the habit of caring enough about the students' mental well-being that they actually bring the parents in and say, this is alarming. And you know why they're doing it now? The only reason now is because of the mass shootings that have happened repeatedly over and over and over. They know they need to start doing better by our children. But it's not for the children's protection, it's for their protection. They don't want to get sued anymore. They don't want to be in the, you know, the limelight of, hey, the child has reported bullying and nobody did anything. Or the child had exhibited many mental health issues and drew violent pictures and talked about murdering classmates. He looked disheveled. He looked unkept. There's all kinds of indicators that there is a mental health crisis going on. And right now, with all we've been going through in this heightened fear, our poor babies are struggling. So if you are an institution that takes care of children, you need to start taking care of children. So I applaud this school. This school is a, an exception that actually called these parents. So now it's on you folks. The, I guess in Michigan where this happened, the DA announced charges against both parents. And honestly, that should have been the case in the Rittenhouse case as well, in my opinion, because she had ill intent herself by driving her underage child cross state lines with a gun that was not his, that led to the murder and the assault of three people. Okay. Two people murdered, one assaulted. And I'm really, really hopeful that the judge who broke most of the 2019 guidelines for what it is to be an impartial judge in the courtroom is held accountable for his behavior and that previous decision is thrown out and this trial is redone again. It should be a mistrial in my opinion because that judge who had been on the bench since 1983 was really out of touch and very biased and it was very clear and everybody in the world saw it and it's an embarrassment and if the president of the United States wants to continue to push how democracy is the optimal way to operate in the world and bolster America's reputation as the most democratic and fair and free country, you need to revisit that in this case and, and make sure that it's tried correctly. Anyways, moving on. The purpose of EQ above IQ in schools this methodology that I use, this type of teaching that I do with my classes, mindful storytellers, the type of coaching that I do with parents, caregivers, and educators is to teach how to instill emotional intelligence into our children, into ourselves, and to heal our inner child. This is the name of the podcast. 
for this very reason. This is why I am so passionate and so insistent that EQ is above IQ. If you do not have emotionally intelligent children and people, what their grades are does not matter. Our world is falling apart right now due to a lack of emotional intelligence. You hear the passion in my voice right now. I am so absolutely frustrated that this keeps happening. I am so frustrated that I have to take my child out of my home country to raise him because I do not want him to grow up with that feeling of inferiority, fear, violence. I mean, it filters in because all of the kids around the world have no outlet but these video games and 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 Fortnite and Fortnite is such a violent game. I'm, I I didn't let them have it for a long time, but now because of isolation again, because of COVID, I have to give him a social outlet. And the positive, because there's always a positive with the negative, is that there is a social aspect that he gets to talk to the friends that he has from school on this game. I don't like what is being said. I do correct, but I also give him some autonomy to understand. And usually if something comes out of his mouth that he has heard due to the interactions with the people on the game, I ask him the question, do you think that is appropriate? And do you think that's what you, how you'd like to be spoken to? Oh, mom, we all just talk like that. You know, the guys, I said, but what is toxic masculinity? And we talk about what toxic masculinity, no matter what, I'm not going to be able to control everything that comes out of my son's mouth. How he thinks is going to be a reflection of how I call out certain negative behaviors. I'm not going to do what these parents did, which is basically abandon their child to the point that he had to go out and get a gun. No, he didn't even have to go out and get a gun. He got the gun from the household. He had access to a weapon that allowed him to go murder four of his classmates. And that's a low number. Thank goodness it was only four, but those parents don't care the numbers are low. They care that their child, that they raised, that they loved, that they nurtured is gone. And now those children are just another statistic of a problem that could be solved in a snap of a finger. Literally solved in a snap of a finger. Because our American president has all of the executive power to stop this from happening. But he is bending to the will of the money oligarchy and everyone else that misinterprets the Second Amendment to their benefit. It's disgusting and it has to stop. Or we will continue the trauma brought over to the Americas from Europe with people 
like Columbus, who was a sociopath. People from like, God, I can't think of his name, the guy from Belgium. These people were mentally ill. You know, it's disgusting. And that mental illness has trickled down into American culture and society for far too long. And it is in wrapped up in a package called white supremacy. These people are, well, I took a class. I'm taking classes constantly, but this one is my health science class. And I did a paper on a particular gene that is carried from generation to generation to generation. It's seen and common in the usually serial killers, sociopaths, psychopaths have this gene that affects their brain and basically helps them disconnect from emotions to the point where they commit these heinous crimes. They dehumanize people very quickly now, doesn't that sound very familiar? The, the, at what ease it is to dehumanize people. They do it through different avenues all the time. Again, I'll bring up video games, shooter games, boom, 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 boom. Now your kid, eight years up to teenage years, like this 14 year old, are alone with their own devices, playing these games, taking out their frustration in these negative ways instead of talking to somebody. That child was screaming for help and your, the, the parents trivialized it because they knew something was wrong, but they didn't want to admit it. They don't want to, their egos wouldn't allow them to admit there was something wrong with their child because that's a reflection of them. They don't, they don't want, they see the mirror when they want to see the mirror and they ignore it when it's convenient to them. It's just like all of the structures of the world right now, the structure of racism, the structure of genocide, the structure of colonialism is to ignore the parts of it that makes them look bad and make the other parts okay. So I've also been talking about uh, this on TikTok. If you're not following me on TikTok, go over there and follow me. I'm actually surprised how I wasn't participating very much in TikTok before, but now I see it as a very interesting case study. <laughs> I'm very fascinated by people's videos and how they express their ideas. And so I've been using it more frequently and I'm surprised how fast my followership has shot up. And so that's exciting. Thank you to all those who are following. But my point is this, these particular parents and others like them, they have a responsibility and accountability to put out into this world citizens that don't murder other people. And so it is a reflection of their parenting. I'm not saying that they did it on purpose. They are lacking emotional intelligence, self-awareness. 
if you are self-aware, you're going to feel a certain way about how you raise your kids. You're going to be aware that you just yelled. You're going to be aware of your childhood trauma. You're going to be aware that that might be, not be the best thing for your child moving forward. You're going to be aware. You're going to be motivated to do better. You're going to have regulatory skills. You know, it's going to take a lot for you to jump to anger with your children. You're going to find coping mechanisms that are not avoidant, like silence treatments and, and, and things like that. I'm dealing with a silent treatment right now with somebody and a part of me, you know, was bothered by it, but I understand where this person, how they grew up with a mentally ill parent. So the only thing their, their fight flight or freeze, their coping mechanism is to go silent and to be in a state of fear, especially when they're wrong, which unfortunately is quite frequent. And I say that with a lot of pain because that tells me that this individual has zero awareness and is deeply narcissistic because only narcissists have that deep of a lack of awareness about how their behavior is affecting other people and how their choices are affecting other people. And yet they want to blame the rest of the world and they complete the cycle over and over and over and over with person after person, relationship after relationship until they get their needs satisfied, whether physical, emotional, they get their needs satisfied, but it's always temporary because what will happen is the person that they're involved with will eventually wake up to their narcissism and ask for more. Okay. So long short, oh man, this, I'm trying to make this episode short, but there's so many layers to unpack on how we can avoid these shootings. First gun legislation. It has to be stricter. It has to be emotionally intelligent. It, it is necessary. These people shooting, toting, saying that they're doing it for hunting and their lies. They're doing it because they are afraid because we constantly see fear mongering to be used throughout the world as a control mechanism, whether it's through the church, whether it's through threatening of violence, point is that church religion and threatening and violence seem to go hand in hand throughout history. But the point is this, we need to stop acting like it's not happening and protect our kids. United States is one of the two countries that is not on United Nations child's rights charter. This child's right charter, which I have studied and also got certified in because I really want to understand what is going wrong in the world when it comes to our children. I'm dedicated to this. This charter outlines all of the things that, all of the rights that children have to be alive, to not work in slave camps, to a right of voice, a right to be not abused, 
we have to do better because those children and the ones in us are going out into the world and basically ruining it for everyone else. There are people out here like myself that are genuinely dedicated to the love and goodness of the world. But we always have to sidestep and dodge and, 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 and you know, blows from people who take advantage of our kindness, who take advantage of our love. And that hurts. And then we have to work that much harder to heal ourselves, to heal our children. It's exhausting. And it doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. But it is an individual choice to shift directions, to get our compass going in the right direction. And in, in, in the end of the day, many people have their compass so turned around that they don't understand or even can comprehend that it's turned in a negative and destructive direction. That's where we are as a global community right now. So many people using avoidant coping mechanisms in order to survive the mental trauma, emotions that they're feeling. Avoidant coping mechanisms are toxic. I put on a business group that I'm on uh, my pitch because I needed some second eyes. You know, nobody answered and you know why they didn't answer. This particular business group which I didn't know when I signed up for, was heavily religious and heavily conservative because of that. And my book and my children's books always talk about real life situations. This real life books is about this real life. So this book that I'm coming out with soon, I hope, I'm going a different route. I'm trying to find a publisher to see because I feel like it's so important and Though I self-publish most of my books, I'm giving this a try with a bigger publisher to get it out because it's important. This one is about sexual abuse. It's not in your face, but in the log line, I talk about sexual abuse. I use the word sexual. One person responded and they said, who's your demographic? It's for kids, parents, psychologists, people who uh, think that their children could be sexually abused or they want to educate their children to have empathy for children who are sexually abused and maybe acting out. But the most part is to let them know that this body is theirs and nobody has a right to touch it. And end of story. Right. And all the confusing, conflicting feelings of children who are in that situation. It's time. Stop this, hide it away. Hide that relative that's been molesting you since you were two. Attitude. Stop this pastor at the church who always fiddles the little kids. No, it's done. But that's what you got from it? You're using the word sex? 
Is the word sex a sin? Now, sex is not in the book. The word sex is not actually in the book. And I didn't omit it for any reason other than I wanted parents to buy it, those, those conservative parents, because that is where a lot of that crap is happening. Let's be honest. A lot of the sexual abuse is hidden and it's happening in those households who say they are God-fearing, you know? So I want to make sure they read this book and it's easy to read. It's understandable by all people of all ages, even your inner child is going to resonate with. But the point is this, you only care about that. Honey, you need to get your priorities straight. Went through my head. Now, I didn't say those words because I do have respect for a lot of people on here doing their thing. But religion has done a disservice to our children on a global scale. We have indoctrinating them into lies that harm them, that disempower them, that don't allow them to speak their truth. Be obedient? No. Be wise. Be confident. Be loving. Be accountable. Nobody needs to be obedient. That's slave talk. And that is what religion has done for black people in particular but it's everybody. Ever since it's a feudal European system, I'll keep saying, be obedient means be my slave and let me do whatever I want to you, no matter what, no matter how painful, no matter how hurtful it is. And I'm personally, I don't know about you, tired of that crap. I'm tired of it. And I sure in the heck am not going to teach my son that approval from other people is determined by how weak he is and how pliable he is. No, it's not right. So this particular case, finally, the people in charge or doing the right thing is no surprise it is a female that is holding this uh, these parents accountable because everything that they did or didn't do could have prevented this tragedy so excuse my passion but go check out thisreallifebooks.com sign up for some coaching get some books for Christmas Christmas time is around the corner again I'll admit, not my favorite, but if you're going to get a gift, get a gift that matters, that adds value to your child's life and the value of your own inner child. Get some good books, get some coaching, get some clothing from gentle reminders to remind you that your kid is doing their best with what you are giving them. Okay. Because we need those gentle reminders. Okay. And I hope you all digest this episode with love even though there was a lot of passion and anger in it but thank you and have a blessed day